And I hurt myself for reasons I can't explain Down the lane Hey, you're listening to Jed Banger's Ball That was Down the Lane by Royal Headache Um, You know, I just saw uh, We drove out to the uh, desert this weekend Joshua Tree, to be exact uh, For Desert and Denim Which is a a sort of a a festival of uh, hats and leather and jeans and assorted fixtures into into the uh, modern clothing situation. Uh, And we were listening to um, Royal Headache on the way out there. Um, I don't know why. I just think uh, it's just one of those things where it's like I hadn't heard anything from them in a while. And then, of course, uh, as luck would have it, the next day I looked on line and it said royal headache broke break up um but i love that band it's a great band and they were a great band and you know i think they broke up once before i think it's i think it's mostly just that um that guy uh the singer guy decides that he doesn't want to do anything for a while uh we played with them a couple times we played with them fuck one of these uh fuck what was this it was a festival that they had uh, there was this kid that used to put on shows here and then he like moved to Detroit, but I can't remember what the fuck any of this shit was, but it was um, it's kind of this punk rock festival they had it down in Orange County, I'm sure someone's listening going like, yeah, yeah, duh it was called this, dummy, uh, it was at the Constellation Room, um, Royal Headache played in the, it was one of the last uh, <clears throat> Dead Moon shows that I saw and uh, before they started doing the Fred and Tootie stuff um, or I guess they were doing it already, but it was Dead Moon played um, with, with the drummer Kelly from pierced arrows uh but royal headache played and and we were hanging out with those guys for a minute because they're they're good buddies with our other friends the shrine and uh and we're and i was like oh man we're gonna cover that song psychotic episode you know we're gonna do our own like a cover of it and then later i was just like that's a fucking most insulting dumb idea to cover that song because that guy probably had like a real situation mentally where and i was like god it's cool dude i'm gonna cover your fucking song it rules like oh it's good and i was like oh those lyrics are like personal versus um you know the lyrics that i was writing about uh like mad max uh three and how the half the second half of the movie sucks anyways uh today on jed bangers ball as uh, i should mention that this is jed mayhew your host as always uh today on jed bangers ball we have andy caden uh my good friend and the owner and creator of bub and grandma's <laughs> bub and grandma's bread which is a local uh bread company here um i don't really talk about it that much but i'm like pretty pretty good at the cooking stuff and uh i've worked at a lot of restaurants as a chef um and also just as a well no almost i guess just as a chef but uh i've been around the block a little bit not like a career crazy french trained chef but uh you know i can work the line that's actually how i met dane uh the drummer of zigzags when we were working in a restaurant together uh, and then Andy, uh, comes to me from friends of ours. I met him years ago and, uh, we're going to tell his story, you know, his origin story. This is, this is, I think I said it in the interview, but, um, this is, this is sort of the, the guy Roz, how I built this episode of Jed Beggar's ball because he does have an interesting story. And, you know, I, I always, I've been friends with him since I, since I met him and it's just been a long strange journey for him starting out in well we'll 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 get to it in the interview but just from where he was when I met him and the fact that he's been so busy starting this this company uh 
you know, I went from hanging out with him to not seeing him pretty much for two years. And I kind of had this idea one night that I should have him on the podcast because I want to, I want to branch out on the podcast anyways, just as far as not just interviewing musicians, but you know, just interesting people or people that are doing interesting things. And I really haven't seen Andy in, in a couple of years. I mean, I've seen him randomly here and there, but for not any length of time. And so I had a thought one night that I should reach out to him and have him on the podcast because it was be one of the only ways I could really catch up with him because he's living those Baker's hours. Um, and I am living those guitar player hours, which is 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. And then we start all over again. All right. Well, anyways, uh, it's uh, about that time uh, for just to make some noise here in the room so i'm gonna i'm gonna cut this off here and then uh, we're gonna talk to andy kid be close to the microphone that's okay um and they made the choice she's like i'm not going back to the hospital and then they were like okay and she just like settled in my family came and hung out with her and then she just died what where where was that at uh, it's like just up north of New York City. Okay. Like White Plains. Okay. Right. So um, they fucking. Uh, is that a rolling? No, rolling rocks from like Pennsylvania. Or no, that's Pennsylvania. I always uh, White Plains, New York. Latrobe, is, Latrobe, PA. Yeah. Well, but uh, White Plains is always like uh, it's like that's like a, the distribution hub of yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's every like product tons of like snaps and warehouses <laughs> and like all that shit. Yeah, that's where my dad grew up. Every fucking like food item or something always has like white plains new york on it yeah on the label it's also like right adjacent to like the richest part of new york Uh so it's like the industrial center that's like right adjacent to like scarsdale and like all that stuff like in westchester county so it's like got a weird uh it's like you know different different kinds of experiences very close to each other like like in the tri-state area it's all like that or it's like beautiful suburban neighborhood with like perfect you know no potholes and then like newark yeah <laughs> which is actually supposed to be not that bad anymore so it was bad when i was a kid i remember i flew into newark once and i i think i had a really like long layover and That's i can't the remember worst airport <laughs> i can't the remember worst airport in the world <laughs> it's like i mean i haven't been there in a long time i mean it's known as like the worst fucking city in the country forever yeah. before uh what's his name guy, Cor- cory booker, booker yeah, yeah came along i watched that documentary about him running for mayor or well, whatever it's it interesting it's great you yeah. know it's he's like he's an inspirational guy it's like uh it's one of those uh it's almost like watching like a uh, robocop or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. because like, it's like when's it's, he gonna be murdered <laughs> yeah and yeah. also just because it's got like that like it has that stereotypical uh uh, black character yeah. of like not Cory Booker but the guy that was the mayor before oh who was totally like the like corrupt like kind of uh, like he that was had, like, like many mayors in a row in Newark yeah in he, Baltimore but he like, like he dressed yeah. like a pimp basically oh like, really he, like oh, he had like yeah. the like the slick hair and like all this stuff you know and and yeah. uh, and Cory Booker was like you know up against him or whatever he's like in a suit and you know went to Princeton or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> this uh, guy's like a drug dealer like 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 a New Jack City style yeah 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 like a like a white 90s. shirt that buttons all the way up but has no collar and a long black like, like fucking Cat Williams or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I'm so, I'm sorry but why did you had to, so basically you were you were it didn't of, really change the trip that much we were supposed to leave 
uh, 5 a.m. on Monday, and we ended up $2,500 later leaving Sunday night. Oh, shit. Oh, and so flew to New York instead of L.A. Right. And then ripped a funeral and then hung out at home for like another 12 hours and then flew out of Newark. Jesus. Yeah. So that wasn't pleasant. Oof. And then came I like quadruply fucked up our jet lag experience and with a emotional like, you know, little bomb in the middle. But the trip was like the best trip I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. So you just got back from Italy. Mm-hmm. So how long were you there for? Two weeks. Oh, that's uh, all. I thought it was longer. It seemed like it was longer. But... Felt longer. It yeah. F- Felt so good. <laughs> and like I just... You're talking to that fucking man. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hold on. Let me zoom. Let me closer. Sorry. You can push this thing up. Too. No, I know. It's just like... It's going to keep happening. Yeah, it's just my... Like, it's the way that I do I'm things. I'm the same way, though, too. So I yeah. got to push it forward. It's better that I forget that it's there and then I can be uh, natural. Yeah, do it. Um, Forget about it. So, wait. What was the question? Well, you went... I, just, I was going to ask you why you went to Italy. Was it for vacation or was yeah. it for work? Okay. Just straight up disconnect. Yeah. Um, right. And like the the maybe two months leading up to it were like feverishly trying to get the bakery ready to have me not be there. Yeah. Uh, and we like hired a bunch of managers and shuffled them around into different roles. And like, it was changing like until the last minute. And it was the, one of the craziest periods of time. I mean, there are so many crazy periods of time during this process, but it was one of the more insane ones <laughs> and they fucking killed it. I mean, there were regular, the the bakery is it the, my whole job is just solving problems like there's problems constantly yeah and you just have to knock them off and like if they're daily problems you're like okay where do we we have like 12 extra baguettes how do we get those over to this to santa monica where we fucked up and didn't include a like missed a bag or like you know that shit happens all the time and those are the things that i normally manage and like freak out about right but i wasn't there to do that so we we had now three managers who kind of split those duties and just like, you know, shit gets fucked up. There's always going to be fuck ups. There's right. always going to be problems. And we can keep developing systems to like make that smooth. This uh, is smoother. my, this is my, uh, how I built this with Guy Raz episode. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> this is, yeah, that's all that I Well, and what about. I want to say yeah. though is too, is just that like, you know, having worked in food for as long as I have, and I'm by far no expert, but I have a bit of experience with it is mm-hmm. that, you know, the number one thing that you kind of take away from it is if you're, if you're going to run a restaurant or a bakery or yeah. whatever the fuck you're doing, like the person that owns the place that has the most skin in the game, that yeah. cares the most has to fucking be there. You or gotta else live it. It's just like, it's not a job. It it's doesn't, your it life. doesn't happen without you. So, I'm trying to defy that now. Like, <laughs> well, because we're moving that's on to the, the next goal, thing. Right? Yeah. We're moving on to the next thing. It's going to be, you know, a year and a half away from now before it's open. But, like, I can't be dealing with all that shit if I'm going to be building out another place. Like, right. well, building out. Tell me about fucking Italy first. Oh, all right. All right. So, back, back to Italy. So, go in chronological order. Yeah, I, I jump around. Um, the, <laughs> the, uh, so they, they did fine. So we went to um, Rome for three nights and then Naples for two. And then we met our friends and drove from there all the way down to Sicily. And we did a night in Catania and then three nights in Palermo. Yeah. Just sort of driving around, exploring stuff. Uh, and then took a, uh, a plane. Ugh, it's so stupid that there, there, aren't very, there aren't very many flights from... Palermo to Sardinia. Yeah. Even though it's like 
right there. Right. So you have to go to Rome and then come back to Cagliari. Sounds which is like on this it side. sounds like some sort of Italian. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of yeah. It's <laughs> weird. They're normally so good with logistical things. They're just like um, actually, I have to say, I haven't been. I'd only been to Italy one more time before this, and it was like five years prior, and everything was a fucking shit show. Any train ticket, yeah, car rental. You're just standing there, and the guy's like staring at your confirmation piece of paper that you have and just like he's never read words before it's a nightmare this was not everything was like they're like oh yeah here's your car here's your keys like everything was so easy this time so sure way to go italy well you know everybody's got the fucking internet now and so everybody, yeah everywhere's the same now yeah you know it's yeah not like, it's not like it, it's not like the quirks of no the, it's uh, not it doesn't remove the annoyance of travel completely, we went to like but. fucking tulsa and everyone's like here's your six dollar iced coffee yeah and your uber <laughs> is here to pick you up yeah um so then we yeah so then we did uh three nights in in sardinia and like bounced around from city to city for those three nights were you guys like on a fucking food tour though like we were no. just on a like existence you know where to yeah, go? do whatever the fuck i mean we had most of the points of uh reference were food yeah things yeah. and recommendations from people um we you know like patricia my girlfriend had never been to rome before so that was like a focal point for me of like I just want her to see this insanity, right? Because it's insanity. Yeah. Um, and we just ate insanely well at every meal throughout the entire trip. Yeah. It was so good. And like those, those we had a bunch of those kind of quintessential like Italian eating experiences where like a couple people had rented uh, recommended this place called E Curti, which is like an hour outside Naples in just right. this tiny little like disgustingly picturesque town that you can't even imagine like down to the it's it was insane and we got there and they said to go at lunch because it's less busy and there was no one there like we were the only ones there right and this like kind of uh you know early 50s um you know speaks perfect english kind of guy who seemed like maybe he lived in the states for a while and he had um was just telling us about there's no menu just telling us what to eat and we started talking to us and we just hung out with him and it turns out that he's the son-in-law of the owner of the restaurant who's like a, a you know probably 81 year old woman mm-hmm. now who's cooking in the was cooking lunch in the kitchen yeah. for us um along with her like 22 year old protege who's like going to take over the kitchen and then this guy the waiter and his wife uh who's the daughter of that woman are going to take over the restaurant in the coming right you know months years and then their little like you know eight-year-old daughter was like bouncing around trying to say things in English the whole time. And as this charming experience is happening with these people, they're just bringing us out whatever, (laughs) like the most insane shit you've ever had. And they're like some of their homemade walnut liqueur that they're making that they're now importing to the States that I can now find in Los Angeles, which is insane. This is like a five table restaurant. We had had the same experience where we were, I can't even remember the name of the town. It was a really tiny town. It was kind of a, in a farming area. It was kind of like, it was northern Italy, yeah, yeah. Um, and it, you know, it wasn't it, it wasn't interesting. It looked like the middle of California as far as like the farming. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just farms and a lot of this, a lot of that's like Italy looks. It's a similar climate to yeah, just like look like fucking Bakersfield or something, you right? Know? And like you know, the houses were whatever. And we went to this place called the restaurant was called Las Vegas, <laughs> okay. and it was the same thing where it was yeah. just like we yeah, just right. had lunch, and the lunch was like two hours long, and it was just them just bringing insane shit yeah. out. Constantly, and they're so you know? psyched to put it in front of you, <laughs> yeah. and like when you react, they still. She's been getting the same reaction for like fifty years cooking in that kitchen, yeah. And she'll just she wasn't even involved in the conversation. The older woman, she's yeah. sitting in a chair. Oh, she probably doesn't speak English. Like chewing her cud. No, she didn't. But she was watching us right. eat, and we would go like. 
you know, yeah, make sure. a make a face of <laughs> how it's you know incredibly good, and she just you know put her hand over her heart and whatever. It, it was it was just so charming. You want to puke? Yeah. Um, but we had like twenty of those experiences throughout yeah. the trip. It was incredible. It's yeah. pretty amazing. I haven't watched some some new Netflix documentary. Yeah, doesn't look ugly, that great. delicious. No, not that one. Uh, uh, fuck that one. Yeah, uh, I, I can't, I can't that guy, him. fucking guy, goes down to New Orleans and tells these uh, Vietnamese people yeah, that they that. don't know how to cook crawfish. Yeah, or it's whatever. like, it's like fuck, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I know. Well, you, these are contemporary. You can't talk about this guy like that. Um, but uh, but the thing is about the Italian. I mean, my family's <laughs> from Italy too. You know, yeah. so it's just like. I, I I don't I don't have the experience of like growing up on the East Coast or anything like that you mm. know or this big like Italian family or whatever but I do I I I kind of it's kind of ingrained in me and I understand the the food thing about it you know about the you know because you're 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 Jewish right not Italian at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> although we are very you know similar in a way well I mean it's just it has the same sort of thing though the, like the family meal sort of thing you know. Not in my house, but like you know, the food was never a part of. I mean, my maybe that's more of like an Israeli later. thing or something. Like oh that. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's also like <clears throat> not so much in the city, but Israel is like very much like California, where they have like the best right. you know, produce. And I like, watched that documentary on the Israeli food, where oh yeah, yeah. where they go um, all Z- over. Is- what's the name from Zahav? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. go everywhere in Israel, and how like it's Mike such Solomon a small up. area. Landmass wise, but there's so much different Just, regional yeah. food, micro and, climates, yeah, it's crazy. And all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Italy's like that too. Italy's like that too. Yeah, from the north too. to the south. Yeah. yeah, and they have like that was the cool thing. Sicily was kind of the standout for us, and the it's just that same kind of thing in parts of California where like pockets are um, producing wildly different things from north to south. Like you know, there's the like in Sicily, it's like. Every, it was kind of like Iceland too, where like every hour you're like in a totally different place. This is like side of of of, of Mount Etna, incredible wine region. Um, then there's like this olive growing area, and then there's incredible beaches, and then there's crazy mountains that come out of nowhere, and like right. just like over and over and over again, like insane, like just like how are we in the same spot? And then you eat in those places, and the food reflects the landscape like very locally. Yeah. Um, probably mostly out of the fact that they, for a long time, probably didn't get anything from way out because it was so remote. But it was it's like California a little bit in that way. California is like, you know, it's America, so it's commercialized. But, um, you know, I don't know. It was it was very cool. Sicily was. Yeah, I wish cool. we I mean, we drove through Italy once on tour and then we played a couple shows on the last trip. And, you know, it's definitely one of those places where, uh, you know to go i want to go back it's like i don't i don't have any desire to go back to germany just to yeah, like yeah. for vacation yeah, to or just what, chill yeah, to yeah. just chill yeah. you know i mean it's fun yeah. you know and it's great to go there and play shows and like berlin's amazing but yeah, you like, could live in berlin i don't think you want to go and like vacation <laughs> no. there. i'm sure there's cool stuff in germany it just doesn't it's not as romantic it's not as like it's just like the well it's just the i think it's the thing you were saying about the people like i don't think anyone's excited to watch you eat in germany yeah yeah, yeah. they're excited for you to leave so they they're can get the next tape the to pay and then get yeah, yeah. the fuck out yeah and also like <laughs> more efficient. got got blown up yeah. so there's not it's not as like spectacularly old and and no. beautiful no i just it definitely italy it's like and but this is the thing it's like for us you know it's like the shows in germany are a million times better than the shows in italy were like 
it, it, it's a different type of music, but also, you know, when you get down there, it's like people don't have as much money to spend on stuff, yeah, you yeah. know, and so it's, it's different. It but it's pretty like, fucked up right now. Yeah. yeah, it's totally fucked up, but it's like, it's that's the kind of place I want to go to. Like, oh, yeah, Port- yeah, yeah. Portugal is the same way. You right, know? right. It's like Super amazing, fucked up. you know, like, yeah. but amazing to like go visit and, and the food's amazing and the people are amazing. I've never been. I really want to do that. It's like my favorite place, you know, yeah. just because, and we've never played there, but it's just like, I've been there and, you know, just the food there is insane and the people are great and the and the way it looks is amazing. It's also it's like, beautiful and it's on the fucking ocean. And, yeah, like Portugal, I assume, is similar to Sicily, maybe not as crazy but like sicily and sardinia have been conquered like fucking 50 times and that like is part of the reason why those cultures have such depth to them because right. they're made up of like 50 other cultures well portugal has never been conquered but it's it's more the conquerors At least it's like oh i guess well i mean yeah being, <laughs> but they yeah. but they but they're on the send people out yeah. all over the world and bring stuff back and it's just like there's like there's a lot there's going all on this there. like yeah. cross-pollination culturally there just being you know. on the edge of a continent like gives you uh access it's like yeah i mean it's got like north african it's totally. like you can drive to fucking like, africa yeah, you know it's, like it's, it's i mean you can wild. take a boat to fucking syria to, or whatever yeah, or from to tunisia or, yeah. damascus or whatever the fuck these places are yeah it's pretty wild <laughs> I don't know what's going on so anyways but that's that's cool I, I was just curious as to what what, what you were doing over there. i couldn't yeah, i didn't know if you trying were trying to detach because you were telling time. me you were because di- you've been fucking working like insane i mean i i met you i met you when you were in advertising and we used to hang out a lot yeah. and then you started this fucking bread yeah thanks a lot bread <laughs> bread adventure and i haven't seen you now in like years it seems like i don't dave says hi by the way i just got off the phone with him i thought i saw him i saw him yesterday when i was picking up food for the bakers oh, at, okay. uh, at dune actually of all oh, okay, places yeah and then when I walked out, he was gone. And I was like, I got to take this food back. Well, he so said he said him. hi to you. Uh, t- t- told me to tell you hi because it's the same. No one's seen you, so I know it's you're the elusive. I'm trying baker. to return to Earth. So tell me the tell me the story though, because when I met you, you were you were doing yeah. advertising. Yeah, I, I, I want to hear the I want to hear the story. Yeah, as to this is the Guy Raz moment. <laughs> so I was working as a writer in advertising for like in total about 10 years. And, um, when I moved to LA, which was almost 10 years ago now, I pretty immediately realized that I was miserable and that I was just stuffing down the fact that I knew that I was doing something wrong and that I felt really, really bad about it. <laughs> By and that, wrong, you mean advertising? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel acute regret yeah um now for for what i have done and what i have contributed to the world um and and i remember like i you, you know dexter you remember dexter yeah. i remember like and dexter works with directors who 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 work in advertising and i used to comp- i was just complaining constantly and yeah. i remember uh, you know being at our friend our mutual friend nicole's house in echo park and sitting on the porch and and just complaining about my job and and this seems so stupid but dexter was like if you hate it so much why don't you do something else and and money's good because yeah it's comfortable it's it i mean like my suburban new jersey upbringing conditioned me to move down this expected path and i bought it and i went down that path and I'm glad that my brain and my body told me that this is not going to work for you and you're going to fucking die when you're 40 unless you get out of here. And I really think that that's true. Like, I looked at these guys who were like in their mid 50s freelancing, who were like down from Portland and divorced and like, 
and like never saw their kids and were just like working 18 hour days on weekends at these agencies to like fucking sell Carl's Jr. digital ads like fucking making like little stupid digital videos for Carl's Jr. and like banging their heads against the wall and like I was like that's gonna be my life if I keep doing this and it, it was so depressing and so overwhelming and I'd never had like um you know, I never thought that there was anything wrong with me or whatever. And in that time when I was working at 72 and sunny on the, you know, on the West uh, living in Venice and working over there, um, I started like thinking like that I was having heart problems and was like getting chest pains. I'm like, have like shortness of breath. I'm like, have to go like take psychosomatic walks sort of thing from like stress, anxiety man. and anxiety. Stress, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I deal with it even more in- insanely right now, but Um, that was when I first was like, oh, this shit is connected. Like I'm miserable and I keep pushing this shit down and keep coming to work every day and it's just going to get worse and I'm just going to hate it more and feel worse and stuff that down that I got to get out of here. So I quit. I walked in. I just, I didn't plan. I just, I walked out one day and, uh, (laughs) yeah, um, and <laughs> I did that at a restaurant job one time. I threw a pan against a wall and then mm-hmm. like walked downstairs and said, that like, shit happens with yeah. us too. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, like immediately got a freelance gig, like a giant, at like a much worse situation than the one that I was in. Right. And, and like tried to figure out how to move out into something else. The freelance gig was just so that you didn't have to like go into an office. Was that the idea or what was No, it, it was just so that I could <coughs> have some money. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Cause I, I <clears throat> didn't plan to like, I didn't have any savings or right. anything. Oh, okay. I get it. You just got fed up. I was making good money, but like, I spent it. it all. Right, <laughs> you know? right, so right. I'd like, I, I didn't think it was going to stop. So when it stops, you're like, Oh, I, I don't, I didn't sure. plan for this. So I just freelanced there for like a three month gig and like was kind of bouncing around trying to, you know, I think I went to like the UCB writing class at that point and like, I was like, these people are fucking morons that I were in the <laughs> class with me. And I was like, not they're that just, my shit was that good either. They're just young. I, like they're was just, not a moron. They're just young. I think I'm not a moron. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it was a young thing. But well, when I did improv there for quite a while, like I went through all those sh- classes yeah. and stuff, you know, and. And I just, I didn't get along with any single person. No, there. I was I the thing. Everybody. And I was like, no, <laughs> they're all kids though. Yeah. I just, I was like, no one, no one got, got it. Yeah. Maybe one person. Of well, I 20. was making jokes about like, you know, that's the same problem. Early I know what you're like say. 90s movies and stuff. Oh, I was going to say like more like progressive, crazy, like psychotic shit that comes oh. out of my brain. Oh, oh no, no, no. And they, people were like. Well, yeah, I mean, I was doing like an impersonation, I think, one time of uh, Buffalo Bill from <laughs> yeah, uh, Silence, Silence of the Lambs, Lambs yeah. and I was like dancing on the stage and saying like, it puts the lotion in the basket yeah, yeah. or whatever. No one had any idea what you were talking they were about. They are like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's like, this guy's like just dancing and being like weirdo. I'm like, it's like fucking Silence of the <laughs> it's Lambs. It's one of the most famous scenes and one of the most famous movies ever. <laughs> These kids are like Facebook, though. Like, yeah, they yeah. were like, Facebook was like new, you know, oh like, God. and I was just like, so I, I didn't, I didn't fucking, I couldn't relate to anybody, so you know, it was, it was just like. I don't want to shit, like, obviously. <clears throat> no, 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 I get what you're saying. I could talk about why I think I'm saying that it's stuff a, is stupid too, but. Yeah, fuck, like, well, I'm just saying it's, 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 it's much, it's much me as it is them. You know, I oh yeah, like, I definitely yeah. was 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 me, and I, I was an old guy thinking I was going to become the next Will Ferrell. Like, <laughs> you know. I I mean, it, I'm also like some adverdouche who just rolls in there and is like, yeah, totally. I know how to write a script. Yeah, totally. And it's like, no, you don't. You guys, you, you suck. You guys ever heard of Carl's Jr.? Yeah. Or... yeah. <laughs> 
Oh man, that is that was like the peak of my achievement at that point. Anyway, yeah. um, so I was like doing things here and there. I wrote some stuff for Funnier or Die because some of the directors that I worked with on Carl's Jr., who are remain my friends, uh, literally Carl's Jr. Uh, no, none of that like Paris Hilton bullshit. Um, uh, asked me to help them write some stuff. Um, so that wasn't doing it for me. So I did what you know I naturally would do, which was take another full time job in advertising, uh, and did that for another year until I had a freak out, and then I was like, no, I'm never doing that again. Right. And um, kind of just committed to you know like you listen to all of these people not just in advertising but in like usually in creative fields that are more like production or like the la production people and everybody's like oh man i would love to do xyz open a restaurant right um do this shit and no one will ever do that do something with my hands yeah or like like you know go go to the ceramic studio for a week or like go I don't know. Like, Get off of this computer. Right, right. And stop, I, stop I'm like, sitting on this yoga ball. I'm 100% down with people going down that, that path. But for me, in order to feel okay, I had to do it f- like I had to commit to it. Yeah. So like I knew that I wanted to do something in food. I knew that I knew nothing. Yeah. And I didn't want to be bullshit and be like, okay, I got some money saved up for my career in advertising let's open a restaurant. Like I, that's, I hate that. Yeah. And that's LA. It's really LA. And like a lot of the shit that happens here comes from that angle. And I won't, I didn't want to, I don't want, didn't want to bring people to work for me who knew who will be like, why, what the fuck does this guy know? Right. I wanted to know something so that if I did it, I would, it would be for real. Yeah. So that's, I talked I think to you yeah. and maybe Scott from Dune are like maybe two of the only people that I don't, begrudge their existence in like <laughs> wait with in food <laughs> yeah or just, I mean, yeah. or just what they're doing as far as like i know like what i know what you guys like put into it to, yeah, yeah. to get to like where we're at now you know like, uh, i would never i, I would <clears throat> like <clears throat> maybe too much maybe yeah. you worked too hard i don't oh, know i'm sh- i'm it's not it's not really a, a choice it's a product of yeah. my anxiety yeah. like and i think that that's why it's working is is unfortunately my anxiety is why the business works yeah i, I think that's not true but we, we'll talk about that later <laughs> okay because i have the same i have that same issue sometimes yeah know, so i mine mine just i always say like my anger is like what drives it or whatever and then she's like there is a truth to that but i don't think that's the whole story yeah and that's what i think is the same for me mm-hmm. um it also is the thing that fucks us both <laughs> yeah. like it's the thing that that like well that's the thing that can like drive you up to a certain point but it's also the thing that can like bring everything down very crashing quickly. in like very quickly <laughs> <a> second <laughs> that's very true yeah uh all right so with that i like i started working at a sandwich shop in hollywood i would try i was trying to get a job anywhere sure um and at the same time at the same time i was like writing on a on a tv show uh, that on like a YouTube show that um, in partnership with some directors who I worked with in advertising, and then that got picked up for like a pilot at HBO, and we did that, and it was bad and did not get through. But then Comedy Central picked it up, and we did a whole s- season of it. Uh, so that was all happening at the same time. I'm freelancing and advertising at the same time, and I'm uh, also uh, trying to get jobs anywhere in food where they'll take me. So I started. I do did a couple 
couple days with you at <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever it's called at uh, the Griffin. Griffin, yeah. yeah. You came and staged. I staged at the Griffin. Uh, Which, for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it means like you go and you basically do an internship at a yeah, restaurant, like or either like for a day. But or this a week is like an month. internship where it's like. <laughs> Putting fucking tater tots into a deep yeah, fryer. Uh, it was, uh, you know, like you laugh, but to me, that was like, it was a spectacular experience. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. I'm, no, I'm, it was, I'm it not was, laughing at. I'm no, just, I, 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 I can look back at it where I'm at now. You just watch and, these fucking shows yeah. like Mind of a Chef or something where this guy's like, I went to Marco Pierre White's restaurant yeah. <laughs> and I slept outside the door yeah. for a week until they let me came in and then yeah. he screamed at me for three years and now I can do a perfect brunoise. And you're like, and I'm just like, here, dude, can you throw these chicken wings in here? <laughs> so, these frozen chicken wings. Yeah. No, no, no. More, more sauce. More sauce in the uh, in the little plastic cup. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was fun and it was illuminating. It was fun. It was fun. And we had a good time. That was a crazy place to work. Yeah. Um, Not the craziest, but yeah. 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 Um, and I was working for free initially at this sandwich shop in Hollywood called Potato oh, yeah, Chips. Yeah, chips or whatever. Potato Chips. Yeah, yeah it's chips. still there. It's a good yeah. sandwich shop. Yeah, I like that place. Um, very simple stuff. Uh, and like they. Um, I don't know if they, I don't remember if they let me or if I just did it, but I started, so around that time I started writing a bunch of business plans. Well, the idea then, yeah, yeah. your idea was that you were going to start a sandwich shop. That right. was then the initial goal. Yeah. yeah. But before that, the initial plan was to open a grocery store. Oh, okay. And I was like, I, and I, I wanted to I buy, like without knowing anything about anything, I wanted that building down by... Happy's liquor store on Avenue 50. There's like a there's like an old Ray's Market building. Yes, yes, right there, right yeah, down, right, right here. You can fucking see it from the house. Yeah, I know. I I don't know why building. that place is nothing. It's it, just it, like uh, we, he owns the he owns Happy's and the auto body shop too. Yes. Same guy. I know, and they store their tires in the back of the thing. Yeah, it's and like, it's how been are you there not forever. Using this fucking it's thing. never been yeah. anything. It hasn't been anything since we lived here. No, no. Before this neighborhood 12, was even years. fucking yeah. before everyone even moved here, yeah. it was nothing. And it still is nothing. Yeah. It's so cool. I have to you know and did you ever talk out. to this guy? Uh my my broker did and he's like he's not gonna sell it. But does uh, but, but that was before no, I knew no anything. usage for it though at all. You'd have to convert it and it would take two years yeah. and whatever, but right. it definitely be it, it was a market at some point, so right, it's definitely right, zoned right. commercial and you could definitely do something with it, but it's right. like you know. Anyway. Um so I wrote a business plan for a grocery store and like really like tried to figure that out and it was so complex and then you also have the like timeline of any fresh vegetables you get are on the clock four right. days later five days later they're you got to roll them into food it's just too crazy a uh, proposition for someone who had never done anything before and the thing that got me most excited about that in uh, anyway was just the sandwich part of it right so i was like let's just like having like a deli counter, yeah just a little like deli, thing yeah very simple eight sandwiches kind of you know maybe we make some in-house sodas and make the chips on site and pickles and, and like that's it yeah so i wrote that i scrapped the market thing and rewrote the business the sandwich shop and kind of committed to that being the thing um and i think you know we were talking about that stuff around that time i was yeah. like probably five years ago yeah. something like that <laughs> yeah I was. um because this whole process of like when i decided to do something in food till when i actually did something in food was like almost three years right. before anything happened and i wasn't nothing was happening yet uh, when the bread started so working at the sandwich shop working at the griffin i like staged at clark street a couple times which is a bread bakery in town oh yeah he's in grand central market um and then 
I just kind of decided that I was going to start baking bread every day because I, I didn't fully intend to have the sandwich shop make bread in house, but I just, it's the same thing as like trying to work in these restaurants is like, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to be talking to bread purveyors, I want to know what I'm talking about. So I can be like, this is not acceptable or this is what I want. Or so I just decided to do that at home and, um, was doing that like, uh, you know, once a day or once every other day for like six months, really making bread, making bread. And were you like, you were making like the no need bread, right? Start. Like, that was the first thing I yeah. made was just no need bread. And then, uh, I started doing a little bit of sourdough, uh, like tartine method. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I, I, you're kinda, talking about tartine, the restaurant yeah. in San and, Francisco. Yeah. Or? He has the kind of preeminent book on uh not it's not the most uh entry level book mm-hmm. but it's um like the main book that people go to for home baking ah okay uh, tartine bread i've never read it but i know the name of the it's, place it's a you know 17 page recipe it's right like wow. one of those kind of things uh but people love it and it helped me a lot even though they're like looking back on it there's like so many i would do it totally different but um so i started doing some of that and then i kind of pivoted to focus more on ciabatta right. because I wanted to do a sandwich shop. So I wanted to do bread that was more applicable to like, I wanted to do a sub style roll and do it in the, using ciabatta method, which involves like a lot of different things that would have never worked had I, you know, now that I know how that works. <laughs> um, but uh, in doing that, and like that was probably six months into making bread and I was giving bread away to everybody, mm-hmm. and I, you got some of that ciabatta, I think, and yeah. brought it to Scott. Yes. At Dune. Because Jed yes. was working at, I say Jed like I'm talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> you were I'm working. to the audience here. Um, you were working at Dune at the time. That's correct. And I gave you some bread, and somehow I think it made it to Scott. Yeah. And Scott just like called me out of the blue, I think. Yeah. And was just like, uh, this bread's awesome. Can you do this for us? Right. And I was like, how how many? And fuck, I forgot how much you owe me. Until <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you for it's rem- true, dude. Thank you for reminding. And then here I am again, yeah. years later, yeah. promoting you on this podcast and interviewing. And you. And what have I done for you? Yeah, exactly. What have you done for me? And I and- brought you three loves of bread today. I know. Isn't, okay. isn't that enough? Sixty three cents worth of <laughs> fucking flour and water in a paper bag. If I had money, Jeff, you know, I, I would give l- it to you. No, you don't need money. But look, <laughs> I'm I'm sitting here, you know, commercial actor, like you know, mm-hmm. I'm I, I, you know, comedic uh, musician. You know, yeah. I could be the musical guest on these TV shows. I could be the fucking, the new Gorberger now that TJ Miller has been canceled oh by Hollywood. God. You know, that's, this is the kind of bones that I need you to All right, throw. I, I will keep when you front you of brain. Of it, just think front of, of brain from now, from now on. All right. So you're, now that we've got that locked Okay, I just, I just realized in the middle of this. Yes. Like, God damn, I've just been, I've been, when you look at down at the beach and you see those footsteps, that's me carrying, carrying you. Carrying me, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's and it, I am definitely um, like blacked out uh, from uh, too much work, and I do need someone to carry me at this point. There you go. It'd be nice to be on a beach too. Yeah. Well, you uh, just got back from Italy, so don't. I did. I was just on a beach. Don't get too excited. I know. I know. Um. So so Scott from Dune, who owns Elf, where I I'm like the I'm like the utility guy there. I fill in there. Every yeah, once you're in the a while. DH. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, dickhead, they call it. Um, Hold but, on. Well, they uh, <laughs> they fired me this year because I refused to work during the World Series when. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Because <laughs> the Dodgers were in the World Series. Yeah, I was like, that's... I was like, I'm not gonna work. Sorry, guys. I just was like, this is. I'm just you saying it right. TV. 
Or I'm not coming in. Exactly. I was like, let's move the kitchen in the back. We'll get a little like ham, ra- not ham, but the handheld radio. I can yep. listen to the game. They're like, <laughs> smoke a cigarette. You get know. a ham radio and hear like Russian commentary yeah, on exactly. the Dodger game. But um, so yeah, that, I forgot about that. So then Scott calls you. He's like, let's let's make some bread for the restaurant. Yeah, and I because he was just opening that place up at the time. Now, it was like a, it was like a six months in or something. yeah. And you know what's yeah. crazy too is now it's like I see those fucking signs for caviar. Oh, yeah. And it says, like, Dune. Oh, Ali I saw Amento, that. It says, you know, it's like, like all our restaurants. It's super weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, like, diagonal places, yeah, billboard. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Very strange. This yeah. whole thing is just gets more and more surreal every I know. Every, it's a every bizarre week. path yeah. that we weave here. We've woven. Uh, the, so, yeah, he asked for the bread. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think I'd ever done more than, like, eight little square ciabatta rolls. Sure. And, like, really didn't know what I was doing. And... and and you know the natural reaction, of course, despite not knowing what you're doing, is just to you say yes. Yeah. So I said yes. I call it the Sean Kelly method. Yeah, just go, <laughs> just go, hit the button. Probably edit that. Out. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I started. I think like the next week, just started doing it daily. So I would like wake up at five or something at that point. Oh maybe even later than that. This was at five. your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So, you know, I just had a regular, especially crappy home, cheapest from Home Depot kind of oven. Right. Um, and I had like, ciabatta is not the optimal bread to bake in a home oven if you're going to be baking bread in a home oven because it doesn't bake in anything. It's out in the open. So in order to get bread to lift properly, you need steam. Right. And to create steam, you need an enclosed environment. But like if I make steam, the door has to be open. I can't like spray hot water and then like I have to close the door really quick. Sure. I've tried that all before. Of these, yeah, time, I tried to make like baguettes at home. Oh, it's you like, can't you throw a bunch of water into the oven. Yeah. It's like, Oh God, yeah. it's like an explosion. <laughs> um, and there were many explosions and like possible ways that I could have died during this process for yeah. sure. Uh, but, um, I like hacked the oven together with like all these, um, pizza stones and like, like tiles made of similar stone to like make two decks in the oven functional to bake on. So, and then on the bottom, I put two cast iron 12 inch like lodge yeah. skillets yes. and put for like um, heat retention. No, so and then put uh, truck t- truck chains in those. Oh my god! So it's like You're tons of, of surface area. Control. It was nuts, and I would scald. <laughs> I scalded my arms so many times. Then you boil water. You get the oven to temperature, right. and it has to coordinate with when the like dough is ready, and um, get you know you basically load all the bread onto these baking stones. And invariably, one like falls off and smashes on the floor, or like right. you know, shit like that happens all the time. That shit like that still happens. Um, and then like pour the boiling water into the truck chain right. thing, so tons of surface area, and it's super hot. Steams up, and you close the door right. and just keep it closed. And then it rises, and then you open the door, let the steam out. Oh my god! So I was doing that, and I have to do two bakes of that every day. That explains that your beautiful skin. Yeah, because it's all fresh. Uh, and. Uh, uh, <laughs> And uh, so I would do that, and then I would uh, deliver the bread to Dune, and yeah. then I would go to my freelance ad bullshit right. in Hollywood right? Um, and bring them leftover stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just it started like that. That yeah. was how it began, and I didn't really think of it being – I thought of it just like, well, well, maybe – the sandwich shop will be a bread bakery now and we'll do some wholesale on the side, you know? And I was still going down the road of like 
you know, business plan was locked in. I was like looking for places. I had, I didn't know that I needed money to like lock those places in. I needed to take on investment in order uh, to do this. And I had written this business plan. and was getting a lot of help from a bunch of different people and blah, 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 blah. But I, I like got really close on a space that that's like right down the street from footsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, was in negotiations and it was, this like, was going to be a sandwich shop yeah, basically and, yeah, and, and bakery. A bread bakery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm very thankful that it didn't happen because it would have not worked. Um, yeah. But uh, it fell through. And when it fell through, I was just like, fuck it. Let's just go down this, go with this bread thing and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And maybe within a couple months, like three months of doing the bread for Dune. And I remember being it being crazy. Like, because it happened so fast, I had to like come up with a name for it, like within a day and like start a business entity and like, oh, I have to invoice you. How does that work? Like, right. like I didn't know any of this shit happened so just had to figure it out on the fly and i'm still figuring things out on the fly and got like some other people scott chose to and i think that this does like he would never admit it and would talk about the bread but i think a big reason of why we're doing well is because scott chose to write our the name of our bread on the menu right right on the wall well, I think that I mean I think that that's probably true and and probably you know was beneficial for you, but also Scott is smart enough to know that like that helps him too it in does, a way you know it does like now, yeah I mean, yeah it because like came back around yeah he's just he's just smart enough to know like like it's just like it's he's kind good of good enough I don't know if it's like an intelligent thing I think he's just like. He's such a generous dude. Like, well, I think that's I mean, a big... still. I don't want to discount his intelligence, but like, <laughs> so he's smart too. I was like, what I don't the know fuck if coming are you from saying? There. Yeah. Uh, no, I no, I get what you're saying too, but I'm just. No. I wasn't saying that he was like, like Machiavellian or no, thinking no. ahead at yeah. all. Like that, that's gonna make anything better. I just think he knows enough through experience, you know, and is good enough to know that like it's kind of cool if there's like this specific. Yeah. name for just, the and bread. it's just for us yeah and too. it's just for yeah, yeah exactly yeah. and so. it was i never intended it for be to be anything more than that other right. than just like cool i'm making i'm a bread baker out of my house like yeah, yeah. for this one place that's well because we had this other guy that came yeah. in actually and he brought in bread like i think like maybe like a couple of years before you ever even yeah kind of that elf yeah and yeah. it just was like I don't know. It it just uh, didn't work or it whatever. Wasn't as good. Well, it was or... it was the same thing where the guy's trying to make bread at home, and it was just like he couldn't. He wasn't, I guess, crazy enough to try to do it, like yeah. you know, like to, that, to follow the, through the, the way that you did. Is never like, the problem. Yeah, it's all the logistical shit, and sure. now it's you know so much more insane with like yeah. we have trucks and like right. 30, almost 30 people and like it's just like <laughs> yeah yeah um so we're, we'll, we'll get there all right i i don't i don't know how long you want this story to go but i'll oh, no keep going because okay. you know i just want to i want to get to where we're at and where you're at currently right, so but I'll, we have time to I'll get i'll just there. i'll fast i'll go through the no, rest no, no, of no. just say it just so tell me. like after we're just talking andy just yeah. talk to me we're so after that Within like three or four months, like a couple places started like contacting me about doing bread for them as well. Let me ask you this though. Shoot. During this time, you are not just doing ciabatta. You start to do the sourdough, sourdough right? Stuff too. Yeah, for Scott. Yeah. Okay, just yeah. for Scott at this and point. And that didn't happen until I I couldn't do enough bread 
Scott wanted initially it was like fourteen or some twenty ciabatta loaves, and he's like, I need more. We're selling out of this sandwich because right. they make the fucking best sandwich on it. That, the beet salad, the beet or sandwich not beet thing. salad, but beet feta with a yeah. you know the hard pickled bag. beet sandwich. Yeah, pickled beet sandwich. Yeah, um, which is still so good. Um, I know that restaurant. I really must say, I have not been there in a while. And when you eat, when you work somewhere for yeah. a long time, you get like really, really sick, sick of the of food, it, yeah. you know. But uh, you know, every time I do, and now that we don't live in Atwater, I don't go there as much as I used to yeah. either. But every time I do go there, I'm always just like, Jesus Christ, this it's still place good. Is so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, all the little things, little yeah, and it's like it's that's what's so nice about Mediterranean food in the first place. Yes, yeah, so well, I love Mediterranean food, just anyways. Just like all the bite. fucking olives and all the yeah. pickled stuff and yada yada yada. It's great, and, yeah. and they do it in a the really and- uh, like home style, like easy access kind of way it's not stylized it's just like sure simple and delicious this is like the splendid table episode of yeah we could talk about music too (laughs) no 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 we just talk about you that's what it is it's just funny because we've never talked about food on here before it's good and i just think it shows you know the diversity of jet yeah it just shows my range like (laughs) really like the fact that i know what tartine is yeah you know you sort of knew but well i didn't i've never been there yeah i mean i don't have that kind of money Andy. they'll be open here soon so uh don't go there here yeah i don't need to but i just the fact that i know it the fact that i if i was on a game show i would have got the question you would have got that question yeah exactly and that's you know like the game shows i I was on before yeah you have you have been on game shows yeah exactly yeah um so you're making Speaking sourdough. Of, oh, go we're ahead. We're going to get back to Sean sure. Kelly. Oh, okay. Oh, so, no. I was going to edit that part <laughs> So, Sean Kelly... Uh, Another friend of ours. Is, uh, own, or was, a, was the owner of town. Is he still the owner? I don't know what's happening. No. He, well, he doesn't... He's not part of it Jorum, anymore. I don't know what's going on. Joram, who I hadn't met at that point. I and, also worked there. And Jed worked there as well. Um, they... Uh, are we're only open at night to start. Now they're open this is for the pizza lunch. place. In pizza LA. place in in Highland Park. Um, and and people listen to this show outside of LA. Okay, okay. Yeah. But there's I a guy in like... Italy that listens to this fucking show. Oh, that's right. His so name's Will. We already talked a lot about no, uh, I know. I'm Italy. Saying, I'm just saying. People, so Will's it's an international getting... show. <laughs> so in LA, there's a pizza place. In in LA, in the neighborhood of Highland Park, is a pizza place called Town Pizza, and um, Scott Joram and Sean were the original owners. And uh, they were only open for dinner. And I can't remember how the conversation started, if they came to me or if I went to them, but I needed a bigger place to bake. Right. So I would get up earlier at this point, probably at five, and do all the mixing at my house, mostly by hand. I think it was entirely by hand at this point. And then once the, the, that was done, I would take like the dough bins from my house, which is a hundred steps up from the road in Mount uh, Washington, yeah, and then drive it <laughs> without trying to spill it, uh, without spilling it to Town Pizza, yeah. set up there, uh, divide it, proof it, and then bake it in a pizza oven, which is even worse than a home oven for baking bread because yeah. it's so dry and hot, you right. no steam. And I but you just needed the capacity. I needed space. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at that point, I started adding like Scott wanted like three or four sourdough loaves. So I started really learning how to do that just by doing it Mm -hmm. Um, and started making those at the pizza place too. So I was there for like three or four months. It's like we're probably like six months now. And then things started like getting kind of real. Like I think by the end of the time, by the time I left town, probably had like six accounts and was like, oh, I don't know if I can take any more gigs and like 
what have I done and this is my life. And Yeah, it's interesting know. because the thing is, it's like people either say no or yeah. they say, yes, I can do this but then they don't follow through right. when they don't have the capacity to do it. Yeah. And they haven't been, but you said yes, and then you followed through. I said yes every time. <laughs> and, and you that's also felt, why... But you followed through, which is like the insanity of it, as far as like, but that's why you, you made it work, but you basically had to do anything and everything you could to make it work, yeah. even when you didn't have the ability or the equipment to do so. There were so. so many times when I didn't have the equipment or ability to do things that I said yes to. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, those the, that's been the way the business has worked, is like from that very first time where I'm at my house and I'm using my own oven and all that shit, to now where we have like five ovens and like you're know, doing a thousand pieces a day. Like yeah. the, the there there's all, there's always impending walls and you can see them in the distance and you can feel them in your chest, but like you, you don't know what's going to happen until you like really get up there. You can try and anticipate and try and like leap ahead. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just like this thing is, this train is on the tracks and it is <laughs> barreling. It is barreling filled with loaves of bread yeah just spilling out the sides um that's what it feels like uh uh and like i am tied to the track uh <laughs> <laughs> you're driving the train over yourself yeah. <laughs> however that's possible and, some and then weird putting split. it in reverse and then just like going yeah, just back, doing over. back and forth it's a family yeah. guy like yeah it just yeah um yeah, so okay, so Town Pizza for a couple months and then I worked with Clark Street a couple times and he was moving his baking operations out of Grand Central Market at a very good time for me and his oven and mixer were still sitting there uh-huh. behind where he was selling his bread retail, but he was baking it elsewhere. So I started I moved in there and started paying rent for the first time, which was interesting um to him to use his oven and mixer, like a three deck steam injection oven, which I'd never used before. Right. And like a real spiral mixer. Right. Um, to make my stuff. Um, and it was weird because he was selling his bread in front of me and I was making my bread behind him. Uh, and no one knew, no one knew what was going on. They just assumed that it was the same bread, right? A lot of times. And sometimes, you know, towards the end, he was like, I'm not making ciabatta. Can I just buy your ciabatta wholesale and sell it here? Right. right. And I was like, Okay, assuming that he was going to like put Liz's Bub and Grandma, he just sold it as his own bread. And right. I was like, whatever, I'm not going to talk shit about that. Sure, sure. Um, These kinds of things happen. You this know, things, I, it was a yeah. miscommunication. Uh, anyway, so I was there for three or four months, um, and that drastically improved after, after like many, many early fuck ups. Uh, drastically improved my bread because I was using a real mixer and right. getting real yeah, tension real in the dough. Yeah, real. You can only have so much fucking just like drive before you like need like you to know to get real. Yeah. yeah, well, you just need equipment or yeah. stop. Yeah, like that's the point where like right because that's that's like a twenty thousand dollar investment between right. those two pieces of equipment. Right. Um, and like I had just done a big gig, uh, an ad gig, and like took that cash and just used it towards that over the you know over those months where i was working from like 5 a.m till like midnight straight every day of the week for like almost a year which hasn't really changed but like that i got had the cash to do to make that move right and then from there um i i was gonna buy i was gonna buy that oven and mixer but i had nowhere to put it so i didn't have a space 
couldn't find a bakery that I could take over or like a restaurant space or anything like that. I really didn't know any enough in order to figure out how to do that. But I did find this space called Fishburn Kitchens, which is like 20 small commercial kitchens oh, yeah. in one building. And you can rent them out. Like sure. The one They're that like I twenty bucks an hour or something like that. Or no, I mean they 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 have stuff. They have one kitchen, not anymore, but they did have one large kitchen that was like you know an hourly rental kind of situation. Uh, yeah. But they also had nineteen that were like you know you you pay monthly rent like a and lockout. It's your, yeah, yeah, it's your it's your space. So and it has like a hood and it has a gas hookup and water and sure. a free comp and all that stuff. So I and it's like commercially it's uh what do yeah. you call it. Um, Permitted. Uh, permitted. Yeah. yeah. So it's like a real right space. It's just not, no. Yeah. I worked in stuff. one of those places too. I worked in some sort of, you know, and there's, I, I, I was making like fucking fried chicken or something. And yeah. this guy next to me was, had like a caramel corn thing. There was one caramel corn right next to us. Yeah. yeah. Where was this place at? Fishburn city terrace. Oh, okay. Where's that at? It's like, it's like, um, east of Boyle Heights. Oh, okay. Like this was, this was way, way west. So, but yeah, there's a couple in town now. Yeah. Um, of that, oh, it's like a new breakthrough idea, right? In, right. In well, because everybody's like a crafty person, you know. That yeah, you know. they're like that's where people can try out those ideas. It's like right. an incubator, right? Um, and like a money maker for the landlord. Um, so I, was, I moved in there. I bought the oven and mixer, and uh, like got pretty real at that point, and like you know, it was two hundred and ninety square feet. It was like a large closet, mm-hmm. and it was extremely hot had no ventilation and like i like the oven was just in there it was me in a closet with a gigantic you know five foot by five foot cube of an oven mm-hmm. more bigger than that six by six um and it just started growing just went and i hired a couple people and i hired a driver and like you know was still baking like most days of the week at that point um and then we moved to a bigger kitchen in the facility like so i'm at like a year and a half maybe at that point are you selling it like the hollywood farmer's market at this point no 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 no, no, no. Okay. that's pretty recent that's oh, only okay. been a year okay um in april gotcha um so we moved to uh a bigger a 600 square foot space in that same building um and i had a head baker and i had some you know everybody who knew more than me and and was like helping you know i could the truth is, is that the logistical stuff is this is where I excel, like all of the things of trying to get the bread to people around mm-hmm. town and yeah. like all the computer stuff. And, you know, I love I love making bread, but it's not really like I don't I'm just in the system now. just like anybody else who works with me. Right. Um, but that was when shit got really real. And we were in there until uh, March of this year. So that was like, uh, I was in that building for about a year and a half. So that makes approximately three years. March 5th or something is like our three year anniversary from when I started doing stuff for Dune. Um, And uh, things got really intense towards the end in this space because we had five people a day in there. We were doing like 500 loaves towards the end in that tiny space. Um, it got like dangerously tight. Yeah. There was no room for humans to move. We had to spill out all of our stuff into the hallway during the day because we couldn't have room in the space. Yeah. Um, and the building was falling apart and our equipment was falling apart and all this stuff. And I was just trying to find a place to move us to. And I, I taken on a bunch of investment and was sitting on it and like, um, went through like five different spaces, like deals on spaces around town like one was a bakery in Pico Robertson that was closing because the owners like 
uh, like stole a shit ton of money from the investors. And that would had all the equipment in there. We could have just plug and play and yeah. go. Another one was um, there were like three other spaces around Highland Park and San Fernando, like it, sure. neighborhoods in Los Angeles. Um, well, what? Ha- where are you now then? What okay, happened? so I'm there. I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> right there. So. So I was trying to open a three thousand square foot bakery with a sandwich shop involved. Got it. So I was trying to get back to the right. to the thing. So um, now this trying space, to find your way back to the original idea. Yeah, and we're almost there now. So I this space just showed up. Um, it was the old Sweet Lady Jane yeah. bakery. Do you know that place? Well, I've been to it. Oh, I haven't. It's like a cake. Oh, thing. oh, you the, oh you've been to our space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was Sweet Lady Jane's bakery for like ten years. Oh, I don't know that. what that is. It's like, like a pretty popular cake bakery right they do all of the cakes for like trader joe's and oh shit okay like that gotcha too. um but they left the place in fucking shambles but anyway uh it's a six thousand square foot wholesale bakery only no retail it's fucking gigantic it's gigantic and, <laughs> it's like and it wonder, already had some equipment in factory. it yeah i mean it it's a because f- that's when i remember i came over there and i was like you went from like i think you're gonna have like a little sandwich shop and now you have like a giant factory <laughs> it's huge uh it's crazy. It's still confusing to me, but I haven't been able to stop since March 1st, three years ago. So right. it's, it's very difficult to like assess what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we took it yeah. through like super intense, like, co- I don't know, complicated negotiations, got it. Uh, and it only took a portion of our investment. So we got that up and running in March 1st. And mm-hmm. now that, we're, you know, I just went to Italy and we've got these new managers in place and everybody's doing great. And I'm kind of like passing this off to them completely. Mm-hmm. We have a space that we're going to open a sandwich shop now. Oh, that's where's like that a, at? It's um near the Home Depot uh, off Fig and Avenue oh, 26. That's exactly where we practice. That's perfect. Yeah. it's. I mean, I think it's right near the, like, I think we talked about this. It's like Lacey Street. Do you know where Lacey Street Animal yeah. Shelter is? Yes. Right, right I've across dropped the street. off dogs there before. Yeah, right across the street. I found on the street. <laughs> That's very kind of you. I think well, we're... you know, I I drop dogs off there, but then I realize that that there's a no kill animal shelter in Pasadena. So it's a, that's a kill shelter. Well, not really, but I just yeah. mean it's just it's a it's a it's a pound, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. But uh, the, there's one in Pasadena that's like a no kill shelter, but you yeah. have to tell them that the dog was found in Pasadena. My so buddy Luke trick. works at that Pasadena we, one sometimes. Yeah, we we found one uh, two days ago. Really? Yeah, and yeah. went to the Pasadena one. We're in the market. Big, Pitbull that was fucking running around the fucking Eagle Rock, you know. What are you going to do? Wait, can I just have a side note? Yeah. Because I just remembered that this happened this morning. What? I was sitting at the intersection. I was the first car at the red light of the intersection of Figueroa and Avenue 26. Uh I'm sitting there in the middle lane, and a pigeon doesn't fly, drops out of the sky directly in front of my car, and just plops on the ground, and its leg is all mangled and shit, but it... I don't know what happened. It just maybe had a heart attack or something and yeah. just splatted in front of me in the road. Yeah. And was just like dead. That's that was probably weird. a good sign for you to have for the, the day. restaurant. Yeah. There. It's going good. <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> no, it's probably just telling me not to go into work. Which so you're going to have accurate. the, the yeah. is the, is the, is the, uh, is the dog shelter still there? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, we're we're going to try and get, get one there. I think. Oh, nice. That'd be perfect. It's I know, cross it's promotion. Fun. So what's the so like how many people work at the bakery? Yeah, uh, now we have starting next week we have twelve bakers, and we have ten drivers or thirteen bakers. And you guys have trucks drivers. too? Yeah, we have three three trucks. What kind of trucks are they? 
Metris. Mercedes Metris. It's like they're like mini sprinters, sort of. It's a Mercedes. Yeah, what? it's the same basic price cool. as like the Ford and the yeah. Nissan, but it's like way fucking nicer. Yeah. The only thing that I didn't think about was that it's premium gas, not oh. uh, regular gas, and that it's that was stupid. Right now, it's probably pretty expensive. Yes, yeah, not gas. not not. Awesome. <laughs> <sighs> uh, you live and learn, Andy. When Make you're making safe. fucking bread, you know it's like yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> So that and then so how many loaves of bread are you guys doing a day now? On Mondays it's like six or seven hundred, mm-hmm. and then on Fridays and Sundays, which are our biggest days, it's like now like eleven, twelve hundred. And how, fuck. Yeah. And how many restaurants are you selling to? About eighty. Eighty. Yeah. And and then the farmers market. And we do Hollywood farmers market on Sunday. And then where else? Uh, like retail. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Where do you, like how many loaves of bread do you have to bring to the Hollywood farmers market? It's fucking insane. Have you guys been by? <laughs> no. Oh my god, it's insane. I used to go to the Hollywood farmers market when I first moved here, and yeah. I was single because I was like something that you did. But yeah, I, you're giving me that look. Uh, uh, but you don't do. But I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. No, it's 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 a spectacular place. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it's cool. I really love it. I mean, like, I, I like love up from being Amoeba there. I'm not going to give that. Yeah, right up from yeah. Amoeba. I'm not going to give that up. Like, yeah. I love that. Uh, sometimes I don't love interacting with certain people. But sure. uh, for the most part, like, when we get there, supposed to get there at 730, usually get there at 745, there's already a line of, like, 15 or 20 people waiting for us. And it's the same regulars every week who, like, make that effort to get to the front of the line so they can guarantee themselves whatever it is that they want before it right, sells out right we can only bring so much bread i still have to serve those 80s 80 accounts every sunday right it's still like that's the, the the main job of the bakery is to service our accounts sure so we you know we have to get up a little bit extra early to get all the bread out by seven fifteen, so we can get to market on time too but also still have made enough bread and particular types of bread by particular times to get it out for all the delivery routes. So Sundays are crazy. Yeah. Um, and Sundays are the only days that I'm personally baking right now. And I think that's probably going to end in the next couple months. Um, because I can't jet lag myself. Right. And like do my job and do the same. So I just like fuck myself up. So if I'm in the, if I'm baking five days a week and I'm on the schedule of getting up at, at four when the shift starts, that's fine. Right. I mean, you're still living a weirdo life, but it's not as bad as some bakeries, uh, most bakeries. But for me, doing one day a week where I get up at three, it just like fucks me up until oh, yeah. Thursday. Oh, I'm you're, old now. I can't you're, you're handle that shit. Out. Yeah. Um, so it's that, and just like I gotta, I gotta focus on the sandwich shop and get this thing open as quickly as possible. But um, do you got a title for the sandwich shop yet? I can't tell you. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, you don't, yeah, that's wait till it's. I open. haven't signed on anything. Yeah, yeah. If I signed on course. the space. Yeah. I'll tell you what yeah, it is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, a friend I, I hear owns you. the building, so we're hoping that like this goes more smoothly than sure. than my last negotiations or group of negotiations because that was like you can just ask Patricia next time you see her. That was like. The roughest time where you're like you're letting your imagination go loose on a on a big empty four thousand square foot space and you're like this is where this is gonna go and you're drawing and like and then the landlord's like yeah you don't want to fuck they're like oh you know we decided to turn it into offices yeah I know I said we were gonna draft the lease and sign it tomorrow but you know we're gonna make it offices well it's like you know it's like it's like anything else especially in this town like the fucking movie business or oh, anything yeah. where it's just like cool we're gonna do this thing and then it's like no no we, we decided not to or just disappear completely yeah, and never respond yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was the first one uh, just never never got back to me 
Well, I think that I think that's a good uh, summation of your of your journey here. Yeah, yeah, because we got all the way all the way around. It's a weird, 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 wild time. And I learned just you know like what what a giver I am and what a <laughs> just how how involved I am. Some of us already know that you know, <laughs> and I'm glad that the mass audience can now understand the mass you know, audience. Yeah, yeah. global, uh, global. Well, I'm I'm really uh, stoked for you, Thanks, and I'm man. glad it's all working out. And I'm glad. I hope that you find some, uh, you know, find your center. Are you are you are you meditating at all? I am. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. That's that are was you my, meditating. Oh yeah. Are you every really? every day? All right. Yeah. I was just that was gonna be my one sort of uh, honestly suggestion. I, you know, I, I just I just like when I came back from Italy, and uh, as soon as I started feeling like anxiety, maybe two days before yeah. I was gonna fly back, and then that was amplified by grandma dying. But, sure. Um, uh, I was just like, I got to do this every day and I got to commit to doing this. Cause it, it like, I do it when I wake up in the morning and it really like helps to set shit up. If you do it every day, you start to see the benefits of it. I yeah. Think. yeah. I, I think it's like, I had done it before and be like, I'll do it like once or twice a week. And right. It's like, it doesn't do shit. I've it fallen out of it too lately. I, I, I kind of got it. I got out of it and just, but when you, when you get it, when you do it consistently, you start to really see the benefits of it. And yeah. I had the same thing where I was like, I would do it once a week. And then yeah. I was just like, ah, what the fuck is the point of this? You know? Yeah. Like, but if you do it every day and you kind of commit like anything else, like baking bread, really, you know? If, if if you're gonna, it go, is, and you know what, it is, was my meditation medit- when I started. Yeah, now it is not. Well, that's the whole thing. That's why I don't yeah. fucking work in restaurants anymore. If I can help it, yeah, I don't mind doing it. When I go to Elf now, I like show up and I'm just like, hey, what's going on? And everyone else is just like tearing their hair out because right, I've been right, there right, five right. days a week, and I'm just like, haven't been there in a month, and I'm just like, cool, let's have some wine, you know? Like everyone's right, just right, like, right. Oh, fuck this guy, you know? But <laughs> but you know, for me, like yeah. the cooking is is a meditative thing for me too and that's why i do it all almost all the time at home yeah. and you know i i almost always want to make dinner at home versus we go, do go almost anywhere, every night you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm the same way and so. that's it, it is a it's like a um a, a part of my routine that like gives me some sure peace after the shitstorm. Well, and I think Which these, is my life you know, day. these old school people like this grandma in Italy or yeah. whatever, you know, and it's just like the more we get away from, from that, the more yeah. we go away from like doing things, uh, on our, for ourselves or together. I think the more we get away from like being able to like appreciate watching someone eat food. Yeah. You know, of course it's not, it's. I sound it's, like uh, fucking. It's just fucking, gonna. I feel like the world is just gonna Anthony fracture. Over here. Fracture even for no. It's fucking true though. <coughs> it's so true, and this world is so fucked and going in such a terrible direction. And uh, I, I don't know what direction. It feels like it's going in no, all it's directions. So fractured. Yeah, it's so fractured, yeah. and like it, it, I guess it, you can sum it up by just saying people are growing more distant from each other because their motivations are so wild and all over the place and most of them are coming from a place of getting all of your positive feedback from the outside world as opposed to generating it from yourself yeah well but that's the thing you're making something that's tangible and something that's good and that some and that people enjoy and i kind of at this point it's like really like is there anything more that you could be like is there you know what i mean like i mean i think the the I've never been more stressed and, and had more of a like difficult time, like getting through a lot of the shit that I got to get through than I I do now. But as a, like in advertising, when I would do something that other people in advertising thought was good and they would tell me that I'd be like, 
thanks, but like, right. I don't give a, piece a shit, shit about this. Yeah, yeah. This is this. And it was like fucked up by all you morons, like in the process. Yeah. This is like, I'm dying. And this is like so hard. <laughs> There's nothing more difficult than, than this thing that I'm doing. And I wish that I could, I could share the feelings with everyone about what it's like just for a moment. But at the same time, it's no, I've never done anything that's more rewarding than this. Sure. And I don't think that that like any creative or any endeavor should ever be opposite than like like should be different than that. Like right. it can't. You can get lucky. Well, it's never going to be easy if it's rewarding. That's for that's sure. The truth. You know? it has to be. And if it is, then you're a little bit bullshit. Right. Like you did something that was really easy for you. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't lucky. begrudge you. You know, I yeah, don't yeah. begrudge. I don't begrudge your successes <laughs> as I do every everyone else I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> And oh I can say God. that honestly. That's nice. All right. I think we should end there. Then. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks man. Good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs>